Hi. Um, today, so I'm doing my doing my stream here. Let me see how loud TV needs to be. That's fairly loud. Last time I started off and playing it back, I realized that the music was blaring like, and it was Rocket League music. Um, this is my music, but it's promoted. I'm promoting it. It's officially being promoted on this podcast. In the description, you'll see all of the songs that were played today. What I'll be doing is playing songs that are on my playlist. This randomly is a song that's playing. I was not intending, like, this is the song that people need to hear first of songs that I'm going to play that's for myself. But um, hopefully that's not too incredibly loud. I mean, this way I share with you the music that I play. And now you know a little bit more about the life that I live. Um, in case you tuned in to the Rocket League stream, I'm sporting my second car, which is a long-bodied car. Um, my name on Rocket League is S. My Cochran, where Cochran is spelled C-O-C-H-R-A-N. That's because when I score, then it'll say S. My Cochran scored. You know what I mean? Um, maybe you see, understand the benefit of that, but I, I don't know. It's just because, I understand it's a little childish, but I am playing video games here, so. So much going on right now, I'm barely paying attention to this game. I enjoyed talking last time about, uh, pop music and Michael Jackson. I was just watching some, was watching a lot of Michael Jackson videos for some reason. I never really thought about him in the way that everyone's like, thinks he's amazing. I think that the media changes things so that you're just like, oh, he's only a creep. At least, like, the year that I was born. By that time, the media just hates him so much. Probably for being a really transcendent figure. People who are special like that, the world wants to tear down, point out their flaws. I mean, I guess that just comes with the territory. You have that much exposure at all. Someone like Michael Jackson. He got a lot of exposure. <laughs> he had really good, he had a good uh, PR. Good for him. Um, I was reading Genesis. I was reading some Genesis, y'all. Yeah, the truth. Real true shit, the OG shit, Genesis. Genesis is majorly OG. My teammates probably hate me. Oh, I get an assist because I'm good. I get an assist because I'm good, you hear that? In case you only listen to the listening portion. The listening portion. I'm parishioner portion. Parishioner listening portion, parson. I'm parson practitioner, parishioner, uh, parson. Probability master Because I'm hot because because I'm so hot to do that to be all of those things all at once um, No, this song is just a tick-tock um, Just a tick-tock Wonder it doesn't really have any legs. I don't need to hear let me play that Let me play that for a second for you again In case you hadn't heard it 
it's wild, but it's not really something I'm gonna listen to besides that, like oh somebody made something that sounded like this. Great. That's enough. I liked it the first two times I heard it. Oh god, I'm gonna lose. Now we're losing. This is a good song. This is a group called 070 Shake. It's just electronic, mostly. Hopefully that's not overpowering things. Because this is carpool karaoke as well. I'm, I'm driving a car the entire time. Speaking of which, isn't James Corden just like the worst human being on earth? Who could like that guy? This country died when James Corden hosted the Grammys. I don't know if I've talked about that before or not. There is a Grammys that James Corden hosted. And his parents were there. And he, um... His parents were there hanging out and he had a segment while he was hosting the Grammys where he interviewed his parents. Where James Corden is already like, let me turn this down here. James Corden is already like um, 30 to 40 years old. His parents are like in their 60s. The entire Grammys had to stop while James Corden interviewed his parents to show. I mean, it's just crossover because James Corden is a like Ed Sheeran is the worst case of it as a British guy who just wants to be an American um, and James Corden is one of those he's almost, he's probably just as bad as Ed Sheeran probably worse the only thing that James Corden is concerned about is appearing good and popular to American audiences so that all of his British friends back home can see him he doesn't he's just an appearancist like bullshitter for, for America, like, he, he only, what I'm saying is that he only knows America superficially, but somehow, but America is so culturally defunct that they let him host the Grammys, just because he has a segment about, just because he has a carpool karaoke, that segment, where he has popular artists on, oh my god, I need to pay closer attention. This is, the body of my car is called a Dominus, which I guess is a good theme for my name being S. My Cochran. It's not really like that for me, it's kind of more ironic. I'm not really an S. My Cochran kind of guy, but we are playing video games here, and people, it, I don't know, I, I mean, it's, it's subject to change. But that's, like, the Grammys is already dead because they're, like, Baby by Justin Bieber, Bieber wins single of the year. Like, they're already not concerned with, like, the really artistic side of music for a long time running. But to have James Corden host the Grammys and then he's just interviewing his British parents just so they can discuss how British they are and for being in America... For arriving after being so British for so long. Yeah, I play I play like garbage as long as um, <laughs> I'm just focusing on what I'm saying. 
but I'm hoping that one day I mindlessly can just start scoring goals. I'm still in Platinum 1. My, I want my, I want to get to Diamond, which is like I need to get through, um... I need to get through, uh, Platinum 1, 2, and 3, and then I'll be in Diamond 1. Then I gotta get through Diamond 1, 2, and 3, and then I'll be something else, I don't know what it's called, but... Uh, I, I've gotten through Bronze 1, 2, and 3, and Silver 1, 2, and 3, and Gold 1, 2, and 3, I'm in Platinum 1. Each one of them has four divisions. I'm in, like, Platinum 1, Division 3 in this, in this mode that I'm playing. But, so I haven't gone anywhere since I was last on here last week, but I'll, I'll keep you updated on the progress of that. But I've only been playing for four months. I figure my goal is to get to Diamond 1 by the time I've been playing this a year. And so I'll update you on that progress. I figured that if I get there, then maybe I'm on track to being a pro. Wow, that was a poor play by me. Um... Everything is content, though. Everything is content, like even a conversation that I'm saying that's content. Um... Get in there, get in there, get in there. I suck. I fucking suck. Jesus. Alright, I need to- I need to really think about what I'm doing here. My teammates are probably like, Jesus. Um... Yes, everything is content. There's nothing that isn't. If I'm just talking, that's content. Like, that's a, that's a thing I'm making. It's not really a project, but... Every day is content. I was reading, um... I just feel like the Bible is has more of a cultural impact than people know. Like, um... It's too much part of the culture, and American culture influences so much. I think that the Bible is, like, woven into things more than people know. I think a good question is the question of, um... Like, um... Who is... Who's good and who's not? A good question is... I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> Focus on this game. Like, where does the law come from? Why do people have a sense of morality when they're not Christian? I feel like that's something that Christians always get on people in the world about. Um... Uh, obviously this song. Obviously Heat Above by Greta Van Fleet. Sorrows of the year. We gotta quit this game here. Like... 
is that, um, where does morality come from? I, f I feel like every establishment has to have a sense of integrity and a sense of morality. And it, it, like, where does that come from? I feel like Christians are always getting on people to say, like, well, you have, if you have a sense of morality at all or a moral code at all, then obviously you're following, like you're taking cues from God or something, or you believe there, there's a God and you're not admitting it. And there is some truth to that, like, and maybe some of the truth of that is just the, like people don't recognize the Bible's cultural impact, or like I mentioned sometimes how I'm worried that the whole world is living in the Bible, or, uh, or that's kind of like a thing I think is true. I think that it is true, like, um, I've gone, I'm trying to find out what the truth is, and then at this point in my life, some, for some reason I'm led back to, um, the Bible, or like, because the thing is, what is more impressive than the Bible? How could I be more impressive than that? But think about the word impressive. Um, think about it. I'm saying impressive like when something impresses on your brain or on your memory, that it gets impressed. It is a, Impressive is a word for that besides like somebody is talented, but it's like if they are talented, that's what makes them have the quality where they're more impressing themselves on your psyche, where they are more impressive. Like impressive embodies that in every way, that it's, that it's being impressed or uh, rigorously enforced on you because it's so memorable like um, yeah things that are impressive and impression itself is rather memorable um, you know and if I was gonna actually like my topic if I'm talking about impression then it would help if I was impressed with this game but I don't know that that's gonna happen but you know what not every, I, you can't really, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you get what you need. That's an original quote. That's an original quote from me and not from anybody else. If you don't try sometimes, then possibly you maybe get what you thought you had. Next time when you need it, don't try so hard, you get what you want. Um, yes, Heat Above by Greta Van Fleet. I'm a superficial Greta Van Fleet fan. I basically just listened to the one song. Um, I'm saying that impressive... What's more impressive than the Bible because of how much it's a mainstay in the world? Like, it doesn't go away. People are still like... Every, there's millions of people reading it all the time. And it's making all this money. It's the number one selling book. Jordan Peterson made the point that for a really long time it was the only book. But like, um, I feel like books are all just derivatives of the Bible, if that's true. The Bible was the only book for a long time, so it's like the original book. I mean, popularly speaking, there's probably a long period of time where yeah, like, basically, the only thing that people had was the Bible in terms of books. But then it's kind of like all other books are derivatives of the Bible. 
Jesus, I need to, I need to think about what I'm doing here. Just not being very um, aggressive with my shots. What's more impressive than the Bible? How do you find a person, a person that's more impressive or a band? An impressive being uh, on the psyche of the country, on the consciousness of the country. It's so impressed. It's so ingrained. And so, like, I feel like I should, I feel like I want to read the Bible. So I started reading the Bible. I started reading Genesis. I intend to read the entire thing. Um, which I didn't have any motivation to do when I was going to church. Like, you might, I might actually have more motivation to do it now because the reason I have motivation to read the Bible is because I'm starting to see it as just a single s story. Uh, as in, it, it is a self-contained book with a single story that has a message and a theme that is supposed to be, meant to be, uh, deciphered. I think that that is the correct way of looking at it. Um, but when you look at it that way, you might actually want to read it like it's a, like it's a book like anything else. Um, because then it has a theme and then the players in the play all have, um, meaning or an interpretation that you're supposed to unlock like I would say that there's something more to God than you would just say that oh that's meant to be God especially when you can I'm saying God in the Bible that's not exactly it I want to know what the Bible means when it says God uh, because that's not the only God in the world there's every every religion has God, every civilization has gods that they worship. Um, yeah, but this isn't uh, copyright problems with the music because I'm doing an original take where I'm, uh, this is my cover of the song, is me talking over it. And I'm promoting it, this officially promoted, you'll see all of the music in the description. Um, because like there's a god of Islam there's Hindu gods like millions of them there's the gods of the Aztec Empire the Roman gods there's so many different versions of god it's almost like the thing that I mean uh, I mean I could be killing these people if I wasn't talking right now honestly I think so far I'm 0-1 and, and now I'm working on a second loss. Sorry. Um. There's so many gods. Wow, I'm really not paying attention here. that the God in the Bible isn't the only one, so you're not gonna, like, in realistically speaking, you you can't read the Bible saying that the God in there is the only God that there's meant to be, because there's so many other gods, there's already so many interpretations of God that, um, what is the, then the Bible is a separate interpretation of it. It's a separate book about the guy, and so it means something specific when it says God.
And so, like, there's characteristics that you would be able to point out based on whatever is mentioned around God um, in the Bible. And, um, like, I am uh, reading Genesis, and I was reading Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve is probably my favorite story in the Bible just because maybe you're supposed to look at it as a thesis statement for, um, this song is called Noticed by Lil Mosey. Um, you look at it as a thesis statement for the rest of the way that the book is supposed to play out. I'm still in Platinum 1 despite opening up here with lots of losses. Let me try to, let me try to go into overdrive here and, uh, no pun intended, and drive the ball into the goal while talking more efficiently. Let's see if I can take it to another level here in terms of talking and scoring at the same time. But I mean, this is only the second time, and I don't have any uh, followers on Twitch yet. But, but here we are. Here we are, world. This is like, it, I guess it would be happening regardless. Um, it depends on, uh, oh Jesus. But, um, let me tell you about Adam and Eve. Oh, asshole. When they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I've mentioned Adam and Eve before, but I'm always reading it and always, there's always like, seems like there's always a better way of describing it. And, um, basically they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and God gave them, right next to that there's the tree of life and then there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, um, they're right next to each other and they're emphasized to be in the middle of the garden. I'd say it's basically like you have the tree of death and then you have the tree of life where the knowledge of good and evil is the tree of death because... They, what is told to them by God is that if you eat of it, you will surely die. Um, and then the snake comes along and tells them, like, you'll become like God. It's not like you will die. But pretty much, I'm reading the Bible and I kind of take a more sinister interpretation of what God is. Because God is sort of like a master of death, where he owns death at a really high level. Um... To know so much about it that when Adam and Eve eat the tree, they just achieve a level of godlikeness. But um, pretty much the knowledge that they obtain, they enter into this world that is no longer safe the way that the way that God had it originally. And when they eat from the tree, they break free from a contained environment. But essentially. In the Bible, it says that um, Eve, Eve ate from the tree. She heard what the serpent had to say, and then um, she heard what the serpent had to say, and she saw that the tree was good. She saw that the fruit was good for eating and also good for gaining wisdom. So it shows that the knowledge that part of the verse where it says that the tree is good for eating, for gaining wisdom. Um, it says that 
the knowledge of the tree is actually knowledge or that you gain something from getting it but like the way that knowledge is like experience but it's talking about experience in the respect that um or knowledge in the respect that it's experiential the kind of knowledge that you get just by doing something or it's like uh real knowledge is what the tree gives you because it gives you wisdom or it's kind of like aging and what they do when they eat the tree is they age or they become more adult rather than childish uh more childish would be more subject to authority but what they receive is um experience that's what she receives that's what she says before she eats of it is what she think it thinks it looks like is that it's good for gaining experience the experience that they gain from eating from the tree is basically the experience of disobeying which they had which they didn't have before um disobeying god and breaking free of the rules of the environment that they used to live in and now they have the experience of breaking free of an environment of overcoming an environment now they have experience of breaking rules which they didn't have before but this is just like a fundamental thing about the tree that it is in the knowledge that they gain the knowledge of evil or like it's the knowledge of wrongdoing but it's the experience of wrongdoing that they automatically gain by physically eating it um And that's important because it describes how God God is the holder of the keys of it like them eating of that tree is the first time somebody broke out of the confines of an environment or got past the border of a safe contained environment that they weren't supposed to go past but it emphasizes that God holds the keys to the rules or God is the authority that goes over the environment that sets up the environment that you would have to go against god to break out of any environment but it's basically like god would hold the key for any given environment that you could think of that has rules but um look at that i score i score now we're leading um But it's interesting, like, I've read the first 15 chapters of Genesis, and it mentions God a lot of time. God is all about right and wrong, and he hates wrongdoing, but he basically hates breaking of containment of environments or going against the rules. And in Cain and Abel, um, it again emphasizes that God is really concerned about right versus wrong. Um, Oh, I score again, but with help from the opposing team. So now I have two goals. So now we're really playing with fire here. Um, like, God is the guy who maintains all of the environments, but it's like, you, in life, this still applies to everybody, but any establishment or any bar has its own rules that you're not supposed to break the containment of, lest you... Unless you gain experience further of, of disobeying, but it's like the safe environment is set up that way to protect you from being separated from the rest of humanity in some senses because, I mean, at least the way that the world works now, I would say it seems to work in line with the way 
exactly with the way that the first 15 chapters of Genesis work out, where it emphasizes multiple times that God is on the side of uh, doing right, but basically that God is rewarding people for doing right. And in Cain and Abel, it specifically says that um, Cain, Cain does the wrong sacrifice, and then God is like, He's like, you know that you're supposed to do right, or something like that. Like, you know that if you'll do right, that you'll be accepted. That's what the verse says. Like, Cain, what are you complaining for? If you know that, you know that if you do right, that you'll be accepted. Um, and that's basically the thing is that as long as you are doing right in the world and following the rules, like, if you're, then you will be accepted more. But basically, the way that it's emphasized in the Bible is that it says God finds favor with you. God finds favor with all these people that live righteously and aren't wicked and stay within contained environments. And then he reveals himself in contained ways like Noah was the only righteous guy. And so my interpretation of that is that um, Noah Noah's like he's kind of weak <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't break a lot of rules but i think that you're i think you're more popular and you're more moral if you follow the rules especially cultural customs that's what will f get you favor um in the world and get you more money is you'll get more money if you're following the rules but if you're staying within the law legally speaking but the country is very legal and makes it so that you become unpopular when you're breaking laws. Um, let me go to a different song here. I hope you don't despise the shit out of this music. Here, I'll play this one. This one's French. This is a guy named Stromae. He has an album coming out March 4th, and I'm fucking excited about it. Uh, March 4th is three days away. Um, he's like one of the most talented people on the earth and he hasn't made an album in nine years he has an album coming out march 4th called multitude i'm so excited to hear how it sounds it might just sound like shit but um he's just really talented his name is strome he's from he's from belgium sings in french I'm gonna keep playing 3v3. Um, but, like, Noah's righteous and then he's protected in an ark, like a safe, safe environment, but the dynamic of good and evil is like, they figured out good and evil because they figured out that there is evil, but it's only by experience of disobeying that you're on the other side of the thing, but what's interesting is that the second that they ate of the tree, God reveals to them all of these new rules that come along with that are consequences to their decision but basically god is the king of all environments he holds the key to all um all environments but like i'm saying a set of rules is a is a containment um 
that contains an environment, like a set of rules. It's like a border that goes around something, but basically when Adam and Eve ate from the tree, they broke free of some circle that was containing them, and then what they found was a new circle, and then the borders of that circle are like the rules that God poses to them immediately upon them um, having to deal with the consequences of their new life. But God, God is the authority on all of those. But in the same way that God, um, in the same way that God is any form of authority, like amorphously, He can pose as any set of rules or any containing thing because He's the keeper of all of those things. But he's sort of like the keeper of death, because it's also true that they die at the point they eat of this tree, because they die as what they were, um, and now they're something else, so they can't go back to what they were. They're dead as that. But it's like dying as what you were is happens any time that you break free of an environment that you used to think was the world. But what they ended up in, Adam and Eve, is a new world. And this new world, the parameters of it, are given by God when he says, these are all the rules. These are the new rules, Dua Lipa. Um, don't pick up the phone. Remember when it said that in the Bible? You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. I guess they were only for um, Eve. Adam got axed. I was taught that all of the sins were... Um, man was responsible for all of it but the bible doesn't say that at all the bible doesn't give a special treatment to man or woman about who is responsible for that shit it just says well like god is just like well this is the thing now like he's like well these are the these are the new rules but he already god is so above everything he already knows the next set of rules like the next set of parameters but it's kind of like God, God is the keeper of these environments, but interestingly, God gave them a way out of the original environment, which was if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then everything will be different. Um, and they, they ate of it, and then they found the way out of the utopia that they were living in, and then there's this new world that's arguably better or worse than what they were living in. But, but the serpent is also right, because they became like God. They didn't become God. They just became relatively more like him, knowing good and evil, which they didn't know before. But they moved, they moved up to closer to what God is by slightly being more... Uh, masters over death because now they're uh, masters over the environment where like they're better than they were before when they didn't know about good and evil now they know about evil um, but they they move relatively closer to, to God in doing that they become more like him than they were before but in the same way that God is the keeper of all safe environments. And so it's like, God doesn't like wickedness, and I would say that when the Bible is emphasizing that a group, like in the first 15 chapters of Genesis that I read, when a group is acting wickedly, um, oh, I got a miss, I didn't get there. When a, 
when a group is acting wickedly, it's like uh, God is talking about a group of people that is behaving in that kind of a way where they are uh, breaking free of environments or they're not staying contained, but it's a dynamic between the known and the unknown. And evilness is characteristically uh, break of contain, break of contain-ish. Um, but it's interesting if you would also agree with me that breaking of containment makes you more like God. But it, it does because, relatively speaking, you uh, overcome an authority that you used to be contained by, and now you are you are an authority of that thing where you used to not be, which is you become closer to what God is, where God is already the authority over any any environment you break out of. And then also a bunch of other ones that nobody's even thinking of because he's God. But characteristically speaking, uh, you you want to think about what God is if those things are true. Um, oh, I'm fucked. Oh, my uh, teammate bailed me out. Say you will. Hey, 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 hey. Say you will. I pray you will. Um, but think with me for a minute about um, God. God is, if he's the container of all environments, basically he's this amorphous guy. Like, I feel like that's something that people describe Satan to be or something. I think that Satan, you would have to consider, is more linked to God than that these things are totally separate. Like, characteristically speaking, I think that they're kind of similar. But... God, God wants you to stay in the safe environment, but like opposing God is disobeying or breaking rules that did exist. But I think that the world, the world doesn't reward rule breaking at all. It makes you, you lose money, you lose reputation. People go to prison and they're screwed and you're losing jobs in the future long after that. You can't get into legal trouble. Uh, the law is... You can't do illegal things, and there's stigma for people who who engage in illegal activities. Definitely, it's bad for your reputation and for your relevance and for your currency to break rules. And um, why is that? Why is the law given so much power? Um, and that, especially when that coincides with the world that's laid out in the Bible where uh, God, the figure of God as it's represented is so much on the side of you have to follow the rules and stay within and contain environments or else you're wicked. Um, but basically God finds favor with the people that do stay contained in, in the environment. But like those people receive the most riches and the most descendants and inherit the most land. The people that God finds favor with. So you see that God being on the side of you not breaking the rules and staying within environments 
that uh, in that world you're more prosperous if you if God likes you and if you don't if you don't break rules. And I would argue that the world we live in is the same thing. Um, same thing as that. And why is that when the world claims to not be so religious or uh, they act like the Bible isn't? But... Um, if God, God can be any rules, but what I wanted to say was, get in there. Oh, shit. when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God gave them all these rules, like you're going to, uh, now you have to work the land. Get in there. Now you have to work the land, whatever. Uh, Eve is going to have pains in childbirth. But he also mentions a thing that y that they can never do again, the same way that when he posed the world that they used to be living in with the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, um, he said, you can't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but basically he's giving them an out for how to break his rules and become more like him. Um, whether or not he's like meant to do it or whatever, that's that's part of the game that he set up, essentially, is that there is this way out of it. And um, he does the same thing with the new world that they enter into, which is that he says specifically that you can no longer eat of the tree of life and live forever. And so, if the world that we're living in today is the one that occurred as a result of Adam and Eve eating from the tree, and I don't think that any of that happened specifically, by the way. I don't think this is a real thing. I think that it's just a, it's a story that goes over, that speaks truthfully to um, the series of events that that transpired for humanity that led to like our circumstances or whatever. It's like a story that encapsulates things well. I don't think it really happened because um, a lot of the figures as I read in the early chapters of Genesis, a lot of the figures in there are sort of representative like in the way that Ham, one of Noah's sons, um, Ham had four sons and they were like Egypt, Cush, and like one of them was Nimrod, and Nimrod like created Assyria, according to the Bible, or like he didn't create Assyria, or he built Nineveh, which is a city in Assyria, but his sons were named like Egypt and Cush, and um, basically the Bible is saying that these really famous empires or like places of land in in Africa that we already know about are can be represented in a figure or like because his Noah's sons go so far back and they're like the first people like they're the only people on earth after the flood that they settled those areas uh way way back way long ago like they're these people these figures that are mentioned in the bible are so ancient that they're basically like 
their representation on steroids rather than that they're like a real thing like um like they go back so far that you can just say who they are based on the land that they settled because they're responsible for everybody in the land and at that point that at that point you're just set, the individual is more of a representative figure rather than a person um if you're saying that he's like an individual that is uh, inf inflated to the scope of an entire empire. Um, I don't think Adam and Eve happened. But that's interesting that that's the way out. So I'm saying like if the world that we live in is the one that's after Adam and Eve, then there is a way out of that one too that will make us like God, which apparently is eating from the tree of life and living forever but it's like if we do come up with technology to live forever then we do become significantly more like God it, like in a way that kind of changes the world in a way that's kind of like now we live in a completely new world that calls for completely new rules if we really come up with the ability to live forever um But I'm mentioning that in the same way that like the Aztecs build all these temples to their gods, in the same way that Assyria, all of the biggest cities in Assyria had their own god, and then all of the cities in Assyria competed with each other to see whose god was the best, which city's god was the best one. Um, and every city would build a temple to their god, but just in the respect that all civilizations always have a god um, that they're worshipping and it's like the thing that is the highest up um, basically god takes so many forms is the point that I'm making besides that he's across every religion every religion has a different god has a different interpretation of god the same way that it Empires themselves are kind of like a religion. National nations are kind of like religions. Like America is a religion, and America has its own god. But it, there's so many. But even um, everything has its god. But it's kind of like God is. He takes so many different forms. You could never say what he was, but in the like there's nothing that god could ever believe what would what are his beliefs he's just a uh, turkey he doesn't stand for anything in the same way that turkey is turkey bologna turkey ham turkey it's a substitute for everything like a mitch hedberg a famous comedian has a joke where he says uh he's in the deli aisle and he sees that turkey is like turkey bologna and turkey ham and turkey sausage and he's like why can't you just be yourself like what does god stand for if he like he holds the key to so many different environments or he's basically the rule poser because he is morality at every level he is uh he's like uh the integrity for all environments but like that's 
when a civilization is worshiping like the highest thing that they can worship and they're building it their highest temples to their god and then they put like an altar to their god at the top or a figure of their god at the top of it um it speaks to that god is holding the environment together but it's like whatever america is worshiping is also holding america together it's like patriotism or the, mixed with elements of christianity um i'd say that the bible itself is a major environment that contains the entire world um that along with it has a specific interpretation of god specific god that's mentioned but if god can take any form um i'm just talking about characteristically what this word does or what you're describing with that idea if you're uh, if you allow yourself to think of god as more than just whatever you already think of him whatever god whatever your god is for whatever you believe in um like i think that god i'm saying that my interpretation of god right now is that he can take any form because he he is the rule setter for any given environment that's what he's able to do as god that's what makes him god is he's basically any any authority that's how much power he has he is all authorities right that's what god is and um when that's the case what what is he besides this besides like a shapeshifter that you would not because he's not anything actually he just he poses as every illusion essentially uh because no containment is actually better than another one but it's like god is every single illusion he is illusion itself and there are things to worry about with god um Especially when he's, and he's pretty against people becoming like him, it would appear, because he hates wickedness. But I would say that the more environments you break out of is the more disobedience that you've gained experience in. But it's not, in the world we live in, I'd say, is too eerily similar to the world that's brought up in the Bible. And also, the world we live in has a lot of Bibles in it. And the Bible is like one of the most impressive things to the world. They keep consuming it, reading it. Um, since that is the case, it's not like beneficial to try to break lots of rules or be immoral. Uh, because you see that it's not rewarded in this life. But... Um, It's sort of, I think that it ages you. It makes you less, less childish. It makes you more responsible and more authoritative, more, you can't go back. Um, and that's kind of what aging is. I think that there's a lot of aging that took place, that takes place with uh, Adam and Eve eating from the tree. Going along with that, they will die. There's... There's a lot that would have to do with aging, but like becoming more responsible, becoming more like God, because God is, God is like that where he would be the most responsible because he's any given authority. Like that's another, that's another 
inerrant consequence of it that goes along with just penalties that you pay for like you have to pay fines when you break laws and you lose money that way the legal system is totally set up for you to lose money when you're not following the legal system but another penalty for it in this life like in the one that's going by what what I'm arguing is like the rules that the Bible say um, in this life aging like in the same way that God says that the way out of this new world is you can you can no longer you can't eat from the tree of life but it's like but what if you did uh, that's the rule that you could break and then you get out of this world or you live forever um, it's assumed that aging will happen for people who people who disobey in the world that we live in now but I'm saying like Aging is also a, one of the one of these consequences, like losing money or losing reputation, for uh, not following the rules. Like aging is part of it too. It's kind of just harder to describe how. Um, oh, I ran my music stop. I hope that they don't cancel me. I was talking over the music, the music was just playing out, the music wasn't too loud. But I'm at 58 minutes here. 58 ski minutes. And uh, I guess once I finish this game I'll be done. At least for the podcast episode, as far as that's concerned, it's just I like that's uh, I like thinking about that with um, with God that he's any he's like a shapeshifter he could be anything. But I want to read all of Genesis like. Because I feel like the, if I can read the entire story, then I could interpret it, the whole Bible, I could interpret it, um, since now I'm finding that it is, like, true enough to the world that it's kind of, uh, good for gaining wisdom or something. Just like the tree of the, e of the leaves of the knowledge of autumn. And, uh livelihood yeah I, I would say that um, my Rocket League playing took a backseat today I I was trying to f I was trying to comment more on the game but I ended up commenting just on what I was saying like I made this into more a real podcast episode Can't get both. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you all. It's good to have you on and uh, do your uh, likes and subscribes and follow me on Twitch. Talk to you. Talk to you later.